other stations give you cash, but we're going to get you cash. More cash than you ever thought possible, and we're going to get it from the federal government. Uncle Sam. You send us your W-2, your receipts, and your 1040, and we'll prepare your taxes. That's right. Real disc jockeys doing your taxes. H&R Jobs. We'll start by claiming dependents, dogs, cats, head lice, even intestinal parasites. If it squirms, we'll claim it. We'll deduct your vacation. Business expense. Your car. Business expense. Your house. Business expense. Not to mention your business expenses. Just be listening, and when you hear this sound, give us a call, and we'll do your taxes. This station is willing to go to any subsequent Internal Revenue Service audit, but not as legal representatives or, for that matter, as tax preparers. We will, however, be more than happy to watch you sweat. The only sure things in life are death, taxes, and dumbass radio promotions. Keep listening for your chance to win. That is a the first peak of a brand new song. It's called Sweet Florida, highlighting the leadership of, you saw him in the cutaways, Governor Ron DeSantis and his efforts to keep Florida free. The Van Zant brothers, you see them on the screen, they wrote this song. <laughs> the Late Show is also offering Ron DeSantis a country rock campaign anthem. Well, he spends all day thinking of new ways how he can own the lives. The code of DeSantis is different from Santa's He's yelling at your kids This is ridiculous Easily confused by how master used There ain't no muzzling him Against CRT and LGBT Stomps the anti-acronym It is a catchy song He's staying busy, threatening Disney He hates those pantsless ducks a real disgrace with a whole fan base of supporters who love nuts. A state that elects some real rejects between him and Rubio. Every time Ron speaking looks like he's reaching for a pair of boobies. So tell me why Florida can't you just vote for a gator high on myth? Seriously. Spoke of Brit, and this is the Britney Summers Show. Let me get this straight. They take money out your check every week, then they want some more money in April. What kind of gangster is that? New shirts, new shoes. You took a Caribbean cruise. Silk suits, black ties, writing off everything you buy. He's got crazy pigeon eyes, but those black beady eyes give him away. He's mean. Looks like a monster to me. Now see what you've done, you monster. A monster! Gold watch, diamond rings, that new Corvette you bought in early spring. New boat, outboard twins, you ride them off, they're gonna do you in. They'll come running just as fast as they can. No one's too crazy about the IRS, man. We will raise taxes 98 times. I mean, that seems to me to be incredibly mean-spirited. Not good, that's that. To cheat and lie to win your income tax. Knock, knock, you have sinned. They're at the door, go let those auditors in. They come running just as fast as they can. No one's too crazy about the IRS, man. You don't even pay taxes. They take tax. You get the check, money gone. 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470WWNN. Welcome to the Brit Summer Show. I'm your hostess, Brit Summers. Broadcasting live from the hate state. Yeah, that's right. We got a governor here who is such a belligerent punk. And you know what, Ron? Yay! There you go. Gay. That's what your new law is all about. Don't say gay in spite of what you say and your constituents in North Florida and the villages. 
which have a pretty good shot, by the way, of getting you back in office with the lack of leadership the Democratic Party has in this state. I don't want to mention Manny Diaz by name. Oh. Hello, Manny. Manny, are you there? Hello? Democratic Party calling, are you available? Can you pull yourself away from Candy Crush long enough to get some work done? Manny, Manny, come on. Get your feet off the desk. Even his ex-wife doesn't know where he is. <laughs> I'm referring to, of course, the chair of the Florida Democratic Party, who is uh, conspicuous by his absence. Everywhere. I'm sure he'll turn up as the midterms heat up and the goober notorials heat up. He'll, he'll, he'll rear his head. Speaking of uh, nowhere to be found, Merrick Beverly Garland, and you know we've got these fascist fringers out there, that's what I'm going to refer to him as, fascist fringers, chiefly <laughs> the entire Republican Party, who still want to slide their tongues up uh, Trump's uh, big mottled pasty old ass for some reason, his big smelly ass. They like the way his ass smells. I know it sounds gross, but it's not gross to them. They love it. Mm-mm-mm. The dirtier, the scummier, the filthier, the harder they get, the moister they get. But before I go on with that, there's just one thing I want to cover, just to get it out of the way, because uh, I wasn't here last week, so I didn't have my turn to talk about the Oscars, which normally I have little regard for to begin with. But having made a career over the span of 30 years, albeit in a very low-end kind of way, I was a sit-down comic. Uh, I say sit down because I was uh, primarily writing and producing comedy and doing quite well at it uh, up until 2009. But yeah, that's what I used to build myself as, a sit down comic. Although I did do stand up once and I did great and I was too stupid to keep doing it. And with that, I have some cred to weigh in on this. So I'm afraid I'll have to mention it. Because I can't let it go with nothing being said, although I'm coming in very late on it, and it's uh, pretty much been uh, talked about uh, from every angle up and down. Uh, although it will go down in um, movie land history. Yeah, Will Smith made history. That much he did. What he didn't do is he didn't show respect for the stage. Now, no matter how you fall on that, whether you think what uh, Chris Rock did was wrong or, or right or whatever it was, no matter which way you fall on it, that's not to be done on stage. That's what the backstage is for. But I think, since he knew he was going to win the award, he didn't want to go backstage after the ceremonies because he knew there was going to be a big party going on. I think that's why he timed it that way. Because it wasn't necessary. No matter what side you fall on it, that was not necessary. And what Chris Rock said, first of all, it's never been established whether or not he even knew. Although they've been feuding for years since 2013, he said something about Jada years ago. I don't know what it was, but if she's suffering from alopecia, does he know? If he knew she was ill, he was wrong. If he was just doing stand-up routine, comedy, sets, then he's no different than Joan Rivers or Don Rickles. He's a stand-up comic, see? That's how it used to work. And there wasn't one live performance that Don Rickles did. There wasn't one where he didn't say, How you doing tonight, sir? Is that your wife? Oh, I'm sorry. And then he'd walk away. And he'd say, oh, no, 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 no. She's a very lovely woman. And then he'd make a face. Every time he was on stage, that what he would do. He'd go after the wives. He'd go after the fat people. He'd go after, you know, and it was Don Rickles. Nobody slapped him around. And another thing, back in the hard scrabble Las Vegas lounge act days, uh, the mafia, there was a lot of beatings going on. Oh, yeah. But they never did it on stage. They always had enough respect for the viewing audience not to do it in front of the viewing audience and not to do it in front of paying customers. 
but they took care of it afterwards. They waited. Smith should have waited, and that's, that's my humble opinion. He could have handled that a lot differently. Even if he was upset, even if he felt slighted that his wife was insulted and all that, he could have waited. I mean, and even the mafia wouldn't go on stage and knock a comedian around in front of an audience. Although, it, when it did happen, it did happen one time. This is according to Cliff Nesterhoff's book, uh, The Comedians, which is, I mean, if you're into comedy, I mean, really, the history of it, he, he does a phenomenal job. He writes an account of one time in Las Vegas, an insult comic wasn't Don Rickles, but it was. There were so many of them. Made fun of the a girlfriend, or uh, probably a girlfriend, a gourmand, of uh, a maid guy that was in the audience, and he got up, went up to the stage, roughed the guy up, started smacking him around. Uh, security pulled him back because it was a nightclub after all, and he was later found. the The maid guy was later found dead with his uh, testicles in his mouth. Uh, that's the uh, mafia making a statement saying you leave the customers alone and you let the acts at least finish if you, if you got any sense. So that, that's how they handled it back then. This is like, I don't know, the 1950s. So if that happened, if they were still in control now, Will Smith uh, would be in big, big trouble if, that, if he did that in a mob-dub nightclub. But Stephen Colbert got it right when, when he said, this wasn't the worst thing that Will Smith ever did. No, that was the Wild Wild West. They remade Blazing Saddles But now they've gone too far Instead of Cleveland Little Will Smith is now the star they decided to call it the Wild Wild West So Mel Brooks, they would not have to pay They assumed we're all dumb cattle And won't remember anyway Robert Conrad was the real Jim West But now it's a rapid movie Hollywood wants to be politically correct when churning out these crappy movies. They can't get Victor Bono or Michael Dunn for Ross Martin, it's Kevin Klein instead. They can't get Charles Aiden or Alan Hellen that's because they're all dead. It's because they're all dead. They call Dr. Love his artist. But his name was Miggerly Toe Thanks for thinking so much of us In assuming we're too dumb to know In 1868 all the slaves were free And became secret agents, don't you know? Next time you do the remake At least watch a few of the shows what a disaster that movie was. And it was also one of the first public apologies Will Smith had to make. And he made it to Robert Conrad, who starred in the television series, because the movie was so god-awfully bad. And it was a damn shame, too, because that was a fun show. They always do that. Whenever they make a movie out of a popular television series, it sucks. It's never right. Because the... the writer, the producer, the director, never saw the series to begin with. But if this country is split on it, comedy is in trouble because he was doing his routine. That's what Chris Rock does. And it's not all that different from the famous comics. I think of all the famous comics, uh, Jack, Jack Benny would be the only one that would that never insulted the audience. Everybody else, even Steve Allen did. I mean, it just, that was comedy. That was part of the routine. And, and if you watch the set, it, it didn't appear that Rock was being outwardly vicious towards him. He was goofing around, and like he usually does. 
And had he not slapped him, he probably would have done the Don Rickles thing. I'm only kidding. God bless you. But he didn't give him the chance. Had he waited, then he would have won public support for not just constraining himself, but he would have made Chris Rock look like the bad guy. But through his actions, he winds up the bad guy. Now, you draw the line at doing things in, in front of the audience, in front of the cameras. You know, you want to settle something? Take it outside. Take it backstage. That's what backstage is for. And another thing that occurred to me that maybe he was thinking, backstage is where the security is. Yeah, because I, I heard that question come up. Where was security? Well, naturally, they're not going to put security on stage. It's backstage. I think Smith knew that, too. I don't know what he... First of all, he didn't need that type of promotion, did he? <laughs> He's Will Smith. I mean, that's some, something that an, an aspiring performer would do just to get publicity. Like when uh, Lady Gaga took her top off at the Yankees game. Now, Stephanie's a very talented woman. She's great. But she did some really ridiculous self-promoting stupidity that turned me off to any of her product. And it turns out her product's pretty good. She's very talented. She didn't need to take her top off at the Yankee game. And Will Smith didn't need to uh, get more promotion. And maybe he was upset. But damn it, control yourself, will you? And the only reason he apologizes is because the, the following day, I think the lawyers were getting together. And he had to do something. It was going to it was going to hit the courts, if not on behalf of Chris Rock, on behalf of the Academy. And somebody, either his agent or his publicist or whoever advises him on career moves, said, uh, Will, <clears throat> you better apologize. And that, that's what he did. Just a couple things further about this. Uh, while the whole world was shocked by the slap heard around Hollywood, I was shocked by this. This particular award show just so happened to have live musicians. Oh! How unusual is that these days? They had a full orchestra there. As opposed to what they usually, over the past few years anyway, even the Emmy Awards. Now they've, uh, because it's cheap, because it's cost effective. They have some idiot up there playing records and uh, sound files. <laughs> It was really embarrassing. They actually went to the expense of hiring real live flesh and blood musicians, a full orchestra. That impressed me. Uh, that I found was a pleasant surprise. And the other thing that surprised me is that Billie Eilish smiled. She smiled. I've never seen her smile before. Usually she has this look of disgust, depression, misery, anger, and uh, even uh, constipation. <laughs> and then she whispers her songs. But there she was. She was smiling. Hey, you got a pretty smile, Billy. Keep it up, girl. Well, that's all I have to say about that. It's, that's, that's enough, okay? <laughs> I had to weigh in. I mean, this is a talk show, after all. And I'd be very disappointed if everybody obeyed me like the fringe fascists or the fascist fringers, uh, the way they obey their talk show hosts. They obey them. And let me, let me tell you something. I have a neighbor here who I do not like. Longtime listeners of this show will recall, back in 2017, this show was off the air for a little over a month. Because after remodeling the studio, one night, the ceiling practically collapsed with water and flooded, uh, flooded everything. Uh, and it was because the moron who lives upstairs left her sink running and it overflowed and it just kept running right down to my studio. I really don't want to get into that again. Uh, but she's an idiot, okay? Uh, so I avoid her at ev every way I can. And, and, and I live in an apartment situation, so... Kind of hard to do. Well, the other day, I was taking out my garbage. And as I was walking back in... Now, I, I should say up front that 
I still mask wherever I go. Yeah, but COVID's over. It's all over. No, not really. No. No. No, sorry. Not quite yet. We're almost there. Not enough Trumpers are dead yet for that to happen. Well, a lot of them are. That's why they had to redistrict and uh, pass laws to overthrow elections because they killed off most of their voters. But this woman, she apprehended me. Uh, she liked me. I, I can't stand her. Uh, she apprehended me when I was going back. And I wasn't wearing a mask <clears throat> because I was taking their garbage out. I didn't expect to have any kind of social interaction with anybody. I was taking their garbage. I was coming back in. There she was. Oh, I wanted to talk to you. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, it's been so long. I'm like, oh. Um, and then we had kind of a light conversation. And I didn't bring it up at all. I didn't say a word about it. But she said, you know, I'm not vexed, you know. And I'm like, of all the times not to have a mask on. And this woman claims to be an RN. I said, first I went, ew. And she said, why you say that? I said, aren't you a nurse? And she said, yes. I said, and I'm like, how do you get well? And then it occurred to me, we're in Florida. So yeah, she probably can work as a nurse. And then she started rattling off all the QAnon conspiracy of Bubba Micey about the Bill Gates thing and the, and the uh, nano chips and the... Uh, Makes your testicles big and all the every <laughs> every QAnon talking point. She's and she doesn't know who she's talking to. And I didn't want to get into it. But here's what I did to shut her up. I fortunately had my car keys on me. I took my car keys out and I placed them on my cleavage. I went, Oh look, look, I'm magnetized. And then she gave me a strange look and walked away. And she walked away, but I'm magnetized. Uh, <laughs> There's no reasoning with these people. It's not worth your time to try to explain to them the misinformation they've been getting fed. Uh, it's called cognitive dissonance. They, they've been fed this misinformation so continuously, uh, it permeates their brain. And when you try to tell them anything that is reality-based facts... They, they, they go into a state of confusion. But I didn't want to go that far with her. I can't stand her to begin with. So I just did that and walked away. Maybe she didn't see the humor in it. I, I don't know. And frankly, I really don't care. She's a moron. But you just can't talk to... And, and here's the thing. Here's what occurred to me. This Alex Jones, who still walks freely on the street, uh, because we have no justice system in place. Um, his show is called Infowars. And if you want to use that term, Infowars, they're winning, okay? We're losing badly. Because <laughs> Democrats are like, eh. When it comes to communication, it's not in their bag of tricks. They don't care. And I've said it a million, million, billion times. When it comes to media communications, Democrats do not care. And that rhymes with DNC. Do not care. So yeah, well, you want to talk about Infowars? They're kicking our ass. Because it's just misinformation blown out of their fat, pasty cock asses. But it's repeated and repeated and repetition, repetition over and 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 over again. And what is our message? We'll get back to you. We'll send you a postcard or uh, we'll give you a door hanger. A nice little door hanger for your, for your door hanger. You know, something that when you get home from work or when you get home from, from the store, you can just take it off your doorknob, not even look at it, and just toss it away. That's what Democrats have. That's what we rely on for communications. Democrats and the Democratic Party don't want to be bothered with anything related to communications or any type of messaging system at all. Uh, they don't want to hear it. And I'm starting to hear this on uh, national media. It's coming up a lot. Democrats have no messaging. Democrats don't have anything close to the enormous broadcasting system that the uh, 
fascist right has. And, and, do they care? Uh, no! No, they do not care, DNC. Because we've got this thing built into our uh, DNA. The DNC's DNA is, uh, go, is as follows. When Biden came, made that speech and said that uh, Putin should be removed from office, and, 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 and the White House went, whoa, 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 you didn't nuance that. You didn't say it politely. You didn't politicize it properly. You didn't, it, it sounded too partisan. <laughs> That's not really what he said, no. What he really tried to say, <clears throat> and I don't think there's any reasonable thinking American out there that doesn't think Putin's got to go one way or another. I mean, I'm not uh, talking about the QAnon retrumplicans out there. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about those of us capable of reason and thought. <laughs> I would say we all agree with Papa Joe on that point. And it was uncalled for <clears throat> for the White House to walk it back and for the networks to go, well, you know, he was out of hand. It's another gaffe. No, 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 no. Finally, he said something right. Putin's got to go. And he is a war criminal. And yeah, it is genocide, media. Could it be? Is it possible that Putin is committing war crimes? Hmm, let's give that some thought. Should we believe our eyes and our ears? Should we believe what we see? Let's pontificate on that for, I don't know, months and wonder. Are those war crimes where the concentration camps and death camps uh, in World War II... Could that have been a war crime? I mean, you're teetering on just about saying, were the Nuremberg trials really necessary? Could that be war crimes? Is it possible? Look at us. Look at what's wrong with us. Do they? And then and, and, and you got the uh, QAnon retrumplicans out there parroting uh, Putin's talking points. <laughs> Well, those are crisis actors. They're actors. <clears throat> My question to you is, how long do crisis actors have to lay in the street pretending to be dead before the satellite snaps a picture? How do they know when a satellite's going to be in just the right position to take their picture? When they have a, uh, a, a director fly down from outer space and tell them, okay, ready, action. How do you tell a crisis actor that the satellite's overhead now? Okay, play dead. How do uh, crisis actors, here's my other question, how do crisis actors pretend to be burned alive? How, how do you do that? I don't think SAG would allow that to happen. How does a crisis actor pretend to be a child that, that's decapitated? Uh, how does a crisis actor pretend to have a bullet in the back of the head? How does a crisis actor have his arm get completely buried in rubble and sand in, in a trench and all you see is his foot or her hand? How, does, how do crisis actors pull that off? It's not crisis actors. You know it's true, and you don't want to admit it because Putin is your blow-up doll. Just like Trump was. You, you really go for the, the cream of the crop there, don't you? Especially you barbecue Bettys out there, that, uh, especially in North Florida. I'd rather have Putin as a president. Yeah, you would? Well, I hope you don't have any family. I know you think that Jesus is on your side, but I hope you don't have any relatives that may not be, and uh, they wind up in a concentration camp. And don't think that they don't have them running right now, like in Chechnya, oh yeah, where they have concentration camps, not for Jews, not for dissidents, not for crimes against the state. No, they have concentration camps for gay people. So why do you think... These self-hating retrumplicans, these QAnoners, these losers who haven't had sex, probably never had sex, these 45-year-old virgins living at home, or these enormously, grotesquely fat white women who can't have sex outside of a, using a corn dog. That's why they like Putin, because they hate themselves. They want to, what they are, people who pray right now, Anybody in the Republican Party who praises Putin and, and supports what he's doing, supports the war crimes, supports the atrocities he's committing in Ukraine, any one of you out there who support Putin right now, what that makes you is a microbe. 
Yeah, a microbe in a disease. This is the kind of disease that only wants to multiply and destroy everything around it. You people make COVID look good. Oh, wait a minute. I'm a Democrat. Shouldn't I walk that back? Hmm, I don't know. Is it possible? Could it be? Hmm. I don't know. While some Republicans have broken ranks to support soon-to-be Justice Jackson, they are fully united against what they say is the real threat to America, cartoon rodents making your children gay. You see, Disney spoke out against Florida's stupid and hateful don't-say-gay bill. So now... So now... What's happening is, in response, Florida Republicans have put Disney in their sights like it was Bambi's mom. This week, I know, it's sad, isn't it? Have you not... Did you you not know what happened in that movie? Spoiler. This weekend, the Disney Corporation got a threat from Florida GOP lawmaker and stand-up saying, this guy knows what I'm talking about, to a guy who does not know what he's talking about, Anthony Sabatini. Sabatini warned Disney that thanks to their opposition to the don't say gay bill, they should get ready to experience living hell otherwise known as the line for Bell's Castle. Even once you're in there, you gotta sit in the library for 20 minutes before you can take a picture with her. They said, be our guest. That talking candle is a liar. <laughs> Lumiere! The cup's name is Chip. Sabatini has a specific type of hell in mind. He wants to take away Disney's special tax privileges as well as the company's ability to act with the same authority and responsibility as a county government. Now, wait a second. Disney has to have the same authority as a government. How else can they arrest and jail the little-known eighth dwarf, Stabby? (laughs) So, this... It's Florida. You know there's a Stabby. There's a Stabby, there's a Methy, there's an Arsony. So this Florida guy is threatening to punish Disney for supporting LGBTQ rights. Republicans say they're against cancel culture, but now they're trying to cancel what they call a woke company whose core message, I will remind you, is it's okay to kiss women while they're in a drug-induced stupor. (laughs) The, The Florida... Fine. It's fine. Show it to the kids. Let the kids watch. If the Florida war on Disney has reached all the way up to Congress, it, it has. The, it has reached up there. Not if. It has. With Matt Gates tweeting, things that scare Disney, municipal disillusion, copyright expiration, combined reporting. Another thing that scares Disney? Matt Gates within 50 yards of the teacup ride. It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. Give it up, give it up. You got to give it to me, give it to me. I am the IRS, I soak you dry. I'm the cause of your stress, but don't ask why. Don't have to tell you how they're gonna use it. No use complaining now when they abuse it. Give it up, give it up. You got to give it to me, give it to me. Give it up, give it up. You got to give it to me, give it to me. Why take your money, baby, for politicians to throw away or maybe spend on their women? Those fiscal tricks you use, don't even try. Cause I can audit you until you die. Give it up, give it up. You got to give it to me, give it to me. Give it up, give it up, hand it over to me, give it to me, you've got to give it up, give it up. Yeah, you're listening to the Brit Summer Show, and I'd like to know, what's the story with, uh, this Alvin Bragg, the the newly elected AG in New York, to take over from Cyrus Vance's investigation against Trump, and he's pretty much just, uh, 
shut the whole the whole investigation down, sent back the evidence to the owners of the evidence. He uh, he wants nothing to do with uh, prosecuting Don Trump, and. You know, I, I've been lax lately. I should tune in to WCBS 880 in New York. They, they talk about this stuff, and I'm wondering what's going on with uh, Kathy Hochul and Letitia James. It's a civil case that the state's doing. This was a criminal case, and uh, they're just going to toss it? No, this, this guy, uh, Alvin. Alvin! Okay! Bragg, he's dirty. This guy's dirty, and he's on somebody's payroll. Seems to me that they already tossed the uh, Matt Gates case in West Palm Beach. They they didn't even convene a grand jury on that. Uh, Oh, but there's a grand jury about uh, Hunter Biden. Joe Biden's son, you know. It's like, we got Don Jr. We got Jared Cushy Kushner and his spoiled brat wife making hundreds of millions of dollars while using our White House to uh, amass that type of money. You have tons upon tons, a mountain of crime committed by the Trump cabal. Uh, and nothing. But, but, but Hunter Biden with the laptop, yeah, with, with, there's probably nothing on it anyway. That I can't really blame uh, Beverly Garland for because that's from 2018. That was a Bill Barr thing. What I, what I can blame is Biden for not removing those two d- district judge appointments that Trump put on there because you know why he didn't? Because it would look partisan. And we're Democrats, so we like to kill ourselves. We like to put hot wax in our eyes. Don't want to look partisan, no matter what the cost, right? So yeah, the fascist media's latched on to that. That's their new Benghazi. But all the crimes that they commit, don't touch them. Don't touch them. It would look partisan. We we can't go after them. And we have the J6 committee asking to criminally indict. Navarro and Scavino with the wild eyes. And to do that, they have to put it through the uh, Justice Department. <clears throat> yeah, good luck with that. Oh, Merrick, Judy, Garland, no. Oh, Judy Garland. Mr. Mortimer Meek. Oh. We just want to know what you're doing. We just want kind of a progress report. What is that? Anything at all. Just, you don't have to leak it. You don't have to give us all the information. Just let us know an investigation is underway. Something. And no, no, don't come out here and do a speech where it's like, uh, we're here to uphold the law for every American. It's the rule of law. Don't give us that. Tell us how you're doing your job, Merrick. How about that? Or if you're doing your job at all. But don't take my word for it. Of all people, former RNC chairman Michael Steele puts it all in perspective. This sucks. This just sucks all around. We Ooh. watch this. We watch people create, uh, uh, engage in criminal activity. And those um, in certain communities around this country know that when stuff goes down, you don't get to go home, right? So all of a sudden, yep. you, you got people getting back on their buses that were chartered for them by a political party to get them here to storm the Capitol. Um, they get to go home. And here we are, as Ellie says, 15 months later, and our Justice Department is saying, well, uh, we're just finding out we don't have enough people to prosecute. We just, we're finding more people who committed wrongdoing. Well, if you had your television on on January 6th, <laughs> you knew what those numbers were. You knew what this was going to be like. I don't think there has been a very serious 
ramping up here to understand exactly what this moment meant for the country, because it's all been clouded by the politics. No one wants to threaten the structure of things because, oh, my God, it involves a former president or involves the former chief of staff or, oh, Lordy be Jesus, what are we going to do because it's part of the of the of the political family of Donald Trump? Call those people up and get them in front of a, a, a you know, a lineup and do what the criminal justice system requires you to do. Oh! You're not going to think about it when there's a riot over in Watts or over here in southeast D.C., Nobody's going to say, okay, y'all go home. We'll call you back later. That's not how it works. And we watch that. And so the part that sucks for so many Americans is how frustrating it is to hear people parse and pretend and, and allocute to craziness and just and act like we're not watching them do that. So, yeah, um, the, the vinegar is January 6th will die this November on the first Tuesday in November, when the country decides to give power back to the party that caused the damn insurrection. And what do you think they're gonna do with it? Think about that over the next six months, folks, and decide what kind of country you want and what direction you want the criminal justice system to go in. Because the other answer to Ari's question is, don't come knocking on me with warrants and, and, and subpoenas, because I have now learned from the whitest of the best and the best of the whitest to know it don't apply to me no more because they can get away with it. So can I. And if you want to open up that Pandora's box in this country, have at it and just reap what sows from it. Whatever your excuse is, you cannot afford to put it off any longer. Post office, it's open till midnight. Filing by midnight. By midnight tonight. Time's up, I am screwed. Another turbo taxing night. Filing by midnight. Head to the post office. Add up to produce another write-off I can hide. Filing by midnight. Time's up, I am screwed. Another turbo taxing night. Tax forms jumble crumble, making me feel humble when I need a turbo tax. I deduct to obstruct all the taxes I have ducked to pay into this crap. When they caught it on the audit and if they bought it, I tripped cause I was going down. Why I waited the season, I'm seeking a reason, the deadline's about to come down. Important reason to file this year, and that is because of that tax rebate as a part of the economic stimulus package. Now you cannot get that rebate unless you file your taxes. That's it, I'm done. Time's up, I am screwed. Another turbo-taxing night. It's over. We're free. It got out in the mail on time. I think I made it. It's a miracle! By midnight. Procrastinators, unite. Woo! I'm in! Hey, I've been listening to the Brit Summer Show to the best of my knowledge, and this is the end of the first part. For everybody parked under the tower, still listening to WWNN, I, I guess I'm on there, at least the last I heard, and uh, send me a memo, because I haven't heard a thing, but the shows are being dropped, it's kind of like, uh, okay, so I'm filling time for them. Anyway, whether I'm on the air or not, I'll still be here next week on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470 WWNN. This is the WWN Network. WWNN. Want to do your part for democracy? Be a volunteer driver for Rideshare to Vote. Rideshare to Vote is looking for volunteer frontline drivers. You'll be trained in all aspects of voter rides, basic voting laws, special COVID 19 precautions, and the use of our phone app. To find out more, download the Rideshare to Vote mobile app or call 888-977-2250 for more information. That's one word, rideshare2vote.com. And now, much more of Brit Summers. Radio Wonderful! I'm the IRS man. That's what I am. 
confiscating your money with my governmental scam. I'm the IRS man, taking all that I can. Everybody hates me, and every year I'm back again. And if you hide now, I'll levy fines now. Don't cheat on me. As far as my job requirements go, I have no heart, I have no soul. I get my kicks inflicting misery. The only way I'll treat you fair is if you are a millionaire. Then paying next to nothing is how it should be. But if you make five figures or less, then you're the one that I harass. The middle class is far less threatening. And if you find you're in the black, remember I'll be coming back. Evaluating what portion goes to me. The Senate hearings that they had to make the IRS look bad were just a feel-good bromide to politically please. So there's nothing can really do to keep from paying all your dues cause if I ever catch you then you're screwed I'm the IRS man that's what I am confiscating your yeah it's that time of year again and I'd like to know why the Moody Blues aren't regarded as one of the best bands ever to grace the FM airwaves. They've been, uh, I guess because they had some uh, bubblegummy poppy stuff that came out in the 80s, but uh, prior to that, they had some brilliant albums. Of course, that's just my humble opinion. Could be because uh, so many other bands back then had also had brilliant albums. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, Stitcher, Patreon, TuneIn, SoFlo Channel, Acast, and Radio Pubic. Not to mention other platforms, which I have no idea if it's on or not. And now comes the time of the show. I want to express my deepest gratitude to everybody who's been supporting me and this program. <laughs> not only is your support appreciated, but it's uh, desperately needed. And, you know, I really, I, I don't like it when I'm listening to other shows beg for money, and I don't like to beg for money. The way I see it, I mean, I'm, I'm putting a product out there that if you enjoy, well, it uh, helps keep it running. And in that sense, it, it shall continue, whether it's on the air or not. But I, I really just don't like this part of the show. Uh, because, well, let me put it this way. If, and I don't know. I have no idea. I'm completely in the dark about this. But the individual, let's say, who bought this radio station, I haven't heard from him. I don't know. There's been no staff meetings. There's been no... Nobody knows nothing. And it's been going on a couple of months now. Uh, my sincerest hope is that they make this a full-service radio station. Because the guy had two full-service radio stations prior to buying this one. And what I mean by that is news, traffic, weather, sponsors, regular, normal sponsorship, and the on-air talent gets a salary or some other means of uh, a check uh, for being on the air. And then in that sense, you don't have to beg for money every week. You just get paid like <laughs> like the old days. You just get a check. Although in... <laughs> In the case of when Beasley owned this place, back in 07, they decided not to pay. That's a, that's a whole nother story. So it's just to, you know, give you another perspective on why, why I ask everybody to hit that donate button. And the one who hits the donate button in the most loving way, I have to say, is the official sponsor of this program, Ernie! use an old TV slogan, 
Ernie puts the tiger in this tank. Come on, come on, come on, come on, now tax me, babe. Uncle Sam, take all the money that I made. And while you're at it, audit me. To add insult to injury, just take my firstborn baby. I'm taking deductions out the old yin yang. I'm gonna find some tax loopholes just to make those weasels piss the IRS. Come on, come on, come on, come on now, tax me, babe. Tax my patience, tax my sanity Yeah, I'm gonna lose it anyway By April 15th, that dreaded day That wasn't me, that was a comedy service. Now, you know what I almost forgot to mention? <laughs> Mr. Tallywhacker himself, Matty Cawthorn. Uh, that... Frat boy punk who masquerades as a wounded vet. I mean, doesn't anybody in North Carolina, don't they get it? He, he applied to go into the Naval Academy and he was rejected. He was never in any, and close to any part of the armed forces. But there he is in his little costumes that, that looks like a military uniform. It, it, it isn't. And getting a, the pity vote because he's in a wheelchair? Well, all those who are a pity Matty Cawthorn because he, uh, his tallywhacker probably is broken. Because he was driving that train high on cocaine in a rented car and uh, lost his legs. And uh, probably his tallywhacker too. And that's why he's that way. I have no penis. He's an out-of-control, irresponsible dumbass. And that's perfect for the Republican Party. They love that. But when you want to come down to what the true definition of a woman is, ask Maddie Cawthorn, the one who was accused of harassment in high school. Yeah. I'd like to know, and there's no mention of it. Uh, maybe there is, I haven't found it. Who else was hurt in that accident in Fort Lauderdale on spring break? Not in Afghanistan. Sorry, North Carolina. You are wrong, and you have been hoodwinked. You have been lied to. But then again, you've got your talk show hosts out there that say otherwise over and over and over and over again. I wonder how many lie in defense of this uh, Cawthorn punk saying that he did serve in the armed forces, and that's how he lost his legs. No, he was drunk driving, high on cocaine, with no brain, and uh, I just, the only thing I don't know is I, I don't know what kind of car it was he racked. It was probably a rental. And you know, as uh, time goes on, maybe I'll, I'll care enough to look into it to find out. But that punk is a real piece of shit. <coughs> Maddie Cawthorn. And that's just what the Retrumplicans want to put in office. Pieces of shit. <coughs> so what, is that true, Maddie Cawthorn? You broke your legs and did you break your tallywhacker too? Is that what your problem is, Maddie? You call that a penis? You dumbass little punk. And they call us the libtards. Well, let me tell you something, Madison Cawthorn. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much of your daddy's money you spend, you'll always be nothing. I could watch TV for hours, get drunk and puke on flowers, and scratch myself till dawn. And eat a couple roaches For lunch or maybe dinner With a condom in my pocket I could show off my love rocket If I only had a wiener Oh, I could tell you why The engine moves a car I'd be known by name at every single bar Jar. I'd rebuild every appliance, I'd 
study rocket science and fly to Mars or Venus. And I take some freaking floozy and get pointed in my jacuzzi if I only had a penis. Greatest thing in the air. Brit Summers. And this is the Brit Summers Show. Here's a little letter I sing to my friend. Lately it seems like our friendship might end. So before we get into a fight, I thought that I'd better write. Hey, penis, I don't think I like you anymore. Used to watch me shave, now you just stare at that lonesome floor. Penis, I don't like you anymore. Hey, it used to be you and me, that paper towel and a dirty magazine. That's all we needed to get by Now it seems things have changed I think you're the one to blame Venus, I don't like you Drinking. You put me places I've never been before Rodney, I don't like you anymore Why can't we just get a grip on our man-to-hand relationship Come to terms with truly how we feel If we put our heads together we just stay home forever Penis, I think I like you after all Oh, and Rodney, why you shave and shave my balls? Why you shave and won't you please shave my balls? Hey, another Brit Summer Show is under wraps. Thanks for your patience as I was uh, absent last week. I will be with you for the uh, upcoming weeks, uh, with the one exception that uh, I, I may have to run up back up to the big O uh, several more times uh, because the uh, situation is getting uh, very complex. But I, I thank you for bearing with me and getting bear with me. Now, I was asked, and, and I'm very flattered to be asked to participate in the gay pride festival down in unfortunately miami beach um i'm about uh, an hour and a half away from there it is a long and treacherous drive and uh, i don't know anybody down there uh, and i don't speak russian so i i don't i'm still trying to figure it out eh you know, I'd love to go. I'm certain I'll have a great time. And being asked personally by the event staff to, to appear there as a local celebrity, I'd be happy to go. But uh, I don't know. The parking, uh, I don't know where it is. And, uh, and it's really, you know, it's a brand new car. <laughs> I, I, I still have to give that some further thought. But if I do go... It will be on uh, April 10th. So if you're there and you spot me, great. If I'm not there, well, uh, have a great time. Thanks for tolerating another Brit Summer Show, and that's going to wrap it for this week. I'll see you again right here on SoundCloud.com, TheBritSummerShow.com, Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Patreon, FYIIIII Nation, TuneIn, SoFlo Channel, Acast, and Radio Pubic. It's actually Radio Public, but... Uh, it's funnier that way. So until then, this is Britt Summer saying... <laughs> <laughs>